Welcome to Engaged Company Culture, a podcast directed at you, helping you to stop the employee exodus in your organization. This podcast has three different types of episodes. First, you have tips, tricks, observations, stories, research from me, Dr. Katherine Weiberg of Profitable Alignment. Second, interviews with other consultants, other coaches who are here to serve you so you can learn other tips and tricks to engaging your employees, to stop the employee exodus, to consciously create and continue a company culture where people want to be and where they encourage other people to come to work and to become your customers. Third, I interview other business leaders who have engaged company cultures and want to share their stories. You might learn from them how they have applied principles of company culture to increase their employee retention, increase their profits, increase their productivity, and increase everyone's job satisfaction. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. On today's episode of Engaged Company Culture, I get to speak with Osa Riedhard from Sweden. She is absolutely wonderful. She is an award-winning international speaker with a master's degree in applied cultural analysis, also called MACA, at Lund University in Sweden. As a story designer and trainer, she helps executives, entrepreneurs, and other business leaders elevate their message and brand. She elevates experts into leaders using real, authentic stories about themselves. She runs the YouTube talk show, The Elevator. As we've been talking, she's elevating people. And the Pitch Like a Pro Agency, which is found at pitch-like-a pro.com. She and I are excited to talk about how managers need to understand that every person within an organization is an essential part of the organizational body. They all reflect the brand and create the story and the experience of the brand, kind of like a hologram. And we're going to have some fun with that. Knowing your brand's core story and how to use it to motivate all the employees will help managers to create momentum for their business and keep employees engaged and invested in the company. Osa, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I've been looking forward to these conversations since we decided to have it. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. The feeling is mutual. I would like to know how you got where you are, where you are helping organizations understand and explain their brand stories to their employees and their customers. Oh, that was a huge question. <laughs> if it's too big, then I can back it down a little but. Yeah, it's a long story. So where should I start? <laughs> what drives you to this? What got you excited about people's brand stories? Oh, well, 
as a matter of fact, I've always been excited about the stories behind the story for my whole life. I don't know. I, I'm born like this, actually. I'm very interested in what's really going on. Maybe it's my analytical side that I'm, I'm, I like to dive into things. Um, and, and that's what my brain do all the time. You know, we like to weave stories, but I, I like to find out the story, actually. And um, that actually drove me to, to my master's degree. So before my master's degree, I, I was uh, a pastor, study, I had studied theology, and I worked in the volunteer organization. So I knew a lot about how people interact, what drives volunteers to invest themselves uh, into building something, creating something, sharing their resources, you know, whatever, investing themselves is in making things happening. Uh, and I also knew the power of story when communicating. Uh, well, when preaching, of course, but also in, in workshops and in the network of people. So when I saw that there was a master's training in applied cultural analysis, that would help me to professionally and much quicker uh, pinpoint what an organization need, what an organization is thinking about and how it's wo woven together of people because a culture is a weave of people, right? And the stories they tell. I just had to go to that um, that training in, in the master's degree training, education, whatever. <laughs> Forgive my Swedish sometimes. <laughs> I, I love your Swedish. I, so, I love so many things that you said there. You love the story behind the story. That's mm -hmm. something that I also like helping people understand. How did you become you? How did the organization become the organization? Understanding all that background can be so rich. I love that you said that. I also love that you talked about culture being a weave of people. Mm -hmm. We hear so much about diversity, equity, and inclusion and recognizing that a company culture is exactly how does everybody weave together? How mm -hmm. do we interact with each other? How do we create the beautiful tapestry that on the back end might look a little less beautiful than what everybody sees, but what's the story that created the tapestry and embracing that wholeness? I just love that. It's exciting, isn't it? I really love that because I'm a dedicated or whatever, natural uh, problem solver, they call me. <laughs> Excellent. The Excellent. one who finds problems to solve, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. You find the problems so that you can solve them. As long as you're not creating the problems so you can solve them, you're great. <laughs> finding them. Well, here's the thing, you know, Catherine. Some people think that people like me are creating problems because we pinpoint them so mm. we can identify them and that's you know many people don't they connect it if you if you see something if you shout it out you are the one who actually created it but <laughs> i agree with you though you're not the one who created it you're the one who discovered it and when you bring it to the forefront then you can do something about it then you can determine how much of a problem is it how can we solve it? How can we build on it? How can we become stronger? How mm -hmm. can we weave a tighter tapestry of culture to overcome the problem and to incorporate the lessons into creating a more beautiful story and 
something more beautiful to present to the people around us. Exactly. And this weave, as we talk about, uh, is actually woven by the stories we tell and the experiences mm. we have that makes us tell stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I call what we want as leaders is to create a univocal voice. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that, a univocal yeah. voice. <laughs> So what we as pastors know, and what I knew already before I went into my master's training is that in a network of individuals, we have a everlasting ongoing conversation. So as a leader and as as a preacher, I need to communicate into that conversation where it is right now, because Mm -hmm. this conversation of uh, this, you know, this weave of stories have a memory have a few vision of the future, have an idea of what is going on right now, what's important, what's happening. And as a leader, you need to hear what's going on in your network of individuals. And that is what we can transform immediately into other kinds of organizations and into a business bigger network also um, to, to identify that network of, and, and learn how to hear what's going on, where am I right now? Uh, I love it. Yes. And there's one more thing. Should I tell you? It's one more thing. Tell me. Because many people talk about branding. Mm -hmm. Are you guessing what I'm going to say now? No? I I could guess, but I anticipate it's going to be related to the story. So let's have you share. Well, when we start a business or own a business, the first thing we do is that we talk a lot about, you know, what I'm going to do, what I want to do, what this business is about, what is going to be called, what is a logo, you know, everything about that things, right? right. Uh, and the next step of our brand is, uh, okay, everything is in place. I will go onto the market and say, buy me. This is my offer. This is what I have. But there is a third dimension of your brand, which you cannot control. You can only contribute to that you can only you can only affect it so right effect make an effect you can as i said go into the everlasting ongoing conversation about you that's your third dimension of your brand what people are saying about you your reputation that's your brand and that's the stories about you so it would both be the story you tell and the story that is told about you so that's yes. where you talk about contributing to the conversation where it is right now. And I love that you said that and that you've reiterated that. It's feeding into the constant conversation, not necessarily going back three steps or trying to jump ahead, but feed into where it is right now. Find out where are we, what are we communicating to employees, to each other, to people who are on the outside looking in, to customers, to community, and what can we feed into that to enhance the story that we want told so that, yes. How can we enhance the story? How can we spread the good stories? And how can we spark stories? Yes, ooh, I like that. How can we start stories? Oh, spark, the spark. spark. Forgive me, even better. Yes. And better, spark the stories. Mm I love that. I I love that. Another thing that you mentioned that really caught my attention is, and, and I admit I am going backward in the conversation a little bit, <laughs> is you talked about 
driving volunteers to invest in themselves. Now, one of the reasons that this caught my attention, I admit, is because my doctoral dissertation was looking at volunteer organizations and mm -hmm. making them, making their leadership sustainable. And mm -hmm. how can we encourage that volunteerism? And the reason that it intrigues me so is because volunteers aren't paid. But mm -hmm. I believe that the same thing that invests a volunteer into an organization invests an employee into an organization. I would love to hear if you agree or disagree with me and what you have seen on that front. I agree, I think. <laughs> and I would love to have her hear more about your research. It see if it confirms what I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> we can absolutely do that. But a lot of it does come down to communication. Volunteers in the research that I've done and in the research that I've studied, they like to understand the organization's culture and mission. They need to identify with it. This mm -hmm. is also something I've seen with employees. They want mm -hmm. to feel like they're not just a cog in the wheel, but something that somebody who contributes to the mission and they identify with it. They also need to be heard and they need to have good communication from the leadership. So they need to know what are the leaders thinking? Where are the leaders trying to go? What is the goal? And then they need to be heard when somebody says, I don't think we're doing that very well, or we could do this better, or I just experienced this and it was amazing so that it can all be built on. And those were the main findings. Of course, I could share my dissertation with you offline, but a, a lot of that I've also seen in the research for employees. Employees mm -hmm. want to be valued. They want to know they're contributing. They want to be heard. They want their stories to be understood and they mm -hmm. want to be part of the story. It's, mm -hmm. it's more than just, I fill a job description and I sit in a chair and I occupy space. It's, I'm actually contributing to something that is bigger than myself. Yeah, any leader that want employees that are truly engaged, thinking of the their job, taking full responsibility for what's happening, uh, who invest themselves in moving the business forward, however they can in their own role, should know that this this might happen if they give them exactly what you say. Mm -hmm. uh, but if they, they if they don't allow their employees to feel that they are autonomous and valuable co-creators of what's happening, they will not give autonomous co-creators. Co of the business sorry but that's that's that right you can you can't have both it's true it's mm -hmm. true they don't feel like they're actually i love that you use the term co-creators mm -hmm. if they don't feel like they are co-creators what is going to prompt them to create or to innovate or to enhance but if the culture engages the whole individual and engages what that person can create that strengthens the individual, it strengthens the team, and it just grows. It, it appreciates the value of everything. It does. And you know, 
Uh, I've dived into some numbers and I, I know that you have done the same about the new generations of experts, but I think this is actually on the applicable on every level to some extent. Uh, but, you know, the, the more professional on the higher level you are, the freer you are to make your choices. Mm -hmm. And the new generations of employees, they don't value, first of all, money. Not generally, no. They don't value, I want to work my mm, off and do the grand career uh, and, and everything around that. You know, they are professionals because they love what they do. They love to study, perhaps to explore, to contribute, to feel like that they grow, that mm -hmm. they are actually doing something meaningful mm -hmm. and that what they do matters, to put it short. And if they can't find that at a job, they will leave. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, here in the United States, since 2021, since I believe July 2021, mm -hmm more than 4 million people every month have been leaving their jobs for greener pastures. And the studies have shown it's primarily because they are either, they don't feel valued or they don't feel like they're contributing. And yeah. those go hand in hand. Yeah. So if you use, just should mention again, the reason for why people invest themselves and their money and their time and so on as volunteers is because they believe in the, they have a, see a valued future in, in the activities in this organization. They want to co-create that future. They want to be part of that path or journey or activities or whatever that is creating something that they want to see happen. And they can if they really, really believe in the importance of what is going on in the church or in some other club or society or whatever, if it's that valuable to them, they can invest so, they can go miles. Yes. Yes. And it's amazing what they can create. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. The, the work that I do feeds off of the work that you do. It is all about understanding and embracing the whole individual so that it's not just a job description but it's to appreciate with full intent what a person brings to a job to an opportunity to an organization and then as you do that with each individual it appreciates in value i love talking about appreciative intelligence and that's actually how i describe appreciative intelligence Mm -hmm. is it appreciated in those two ways but people like to feel valued and we are a society of stories in fact we are a world of stories everything that has brought each individual to this point is a story mm -hmm. we could go on with all of the cultural aspects of stories and that's of course your master's degree so we can have lots of fun talking there but every we even look at our our famous leaders and we look at their stories for inspiration we look at the late steve jobs and we look at his story we look at simon sinek and he talks about the why that's the story we look at brene brown and she talks about vulnerability again that's the story mm -hmm. and that's and these are now their brands it's 
how we recognize them. Yeah, exactly. So here's the good thing. <laughs> Any business leader or organizational leader who invests themselves in this kind of storytelling to create a movement mm -hmm. can, make, can make mountains move, actually. Yeah. I used to say that if you can do this with volunteers, imagine what you can do with employees, right? I because you also agree. have the whip <laughs> and the money. As a, which you do not have as a volunteer, but if you can take those insights from volunteerial, volunteer leadership and apply it on other kind of organization, imagine. So this kind of, of leadership uh, is uh, the same. It releases the same powers as uh, mm -hmm. revolutionaries. <laughs> the revolutionary. I love uh, it. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's a, it's, based on the leader's ability to picture or make a vision of a desired future. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, and some more things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So for current leaders, what advice would you give for them to be better at this, to engage their employees like they would volunteers and to tell their story? Oh, this is, this is, you know, it's both, it's not complicated, but it's also hard. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Understood. Simple because it doesn't always mean easy. It just means forthright. <laughs> especially if you're, if I would say, especially if you are a medium sized or smaller business, it's, it's a bit tricky. Why? Because uh, you are so close to your what you created, your baby, so to say. It's, it's hard to let go. And that's essential, actually. Uh, as a leader, if you want to really form your team and put them into movement into the future, you, first of all, as I said, you need to picture a desired future that will put your team into action because they want to co-create this future for you because it's desirable for them for some reason. We, we don't need to dive into that. Right. So there are some, I know, questions about this, but maybe you should take that afterwards. So that's one. Uh, two is to allow people, your team, to create within your boundaries. So what you need to do is to let go of detailed instructions. Mm. <laughs> you need to trust the professionality of the staff you, ha you have and set the boundaries that are needed but not more you know not dive into details don't instruct your professionals team members because i i assume that you hired them because they know something so let them do what they know okay and just check in and see if they're moving in the right direction if uh, you have uh, given them the 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 tools and the directions and the frames needed to create what, what you want. So your splendid vision of what you are going to create is there for inspiration, to make them start create. And you give them tools. And then you need to learn how to receive. Mm. And this is the hardest part, I would say, mm -hmm. because that means that you need to let go of your vision. <laughs> 
after you've worked so hard to create the vision, you're suggesting that they let go of their vision so they can receive. Yeah, because your vision is there to communicate the values, the cornerstones or the frames, and to ins ignite inspire inspiration. Ah, I like that. Yes. So they will start do things <laughs> and create things. And then you need to let go of that detailed vision because they might come up with better things. Oh, I love it. So this leadership style is actually something you can find within, within theaters and fashion houses. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Not I'm, only in churches. <laughs> no, that's fascinating. I I would not have even thought of those two industries. But no, I, I found another person's uh, PhD thesis about it. So, and um, they're quite right. <laughs> uh, I read it and I said, yes, this is what, what it is. So what does a fashion house do? Just to give the, that example. Uh, there is, you, you never think about that. You think, uh, say some fashion brand that you know of, some famous, name one. Banana Republic. Banana Republic. Or Vera Wang, is that something you know? Vera Wang, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Vera Wang. Yeah. yeah, you have these names. And especially if it's Chanel or Vera Wang, you think, oh, it's Vera Wang's clothes. Yes. yes. That, and how many employees? Know. Yeah, and how many employees do you think they have in that? <laughs> it's such a huge organization, right? It's a huge really? organization. So how can you make all those people co-create clothes that looks like Vera Wang? or Banana Republic. Very good. You it give them the vision board. You yeah. give them the, the, the limitations, the values, the, the brief. <laughs> and then you ask them to give, the, give you things back. Yes. And, and you as, a, as the creative director, whatever it's called, your role is to oversee that quality criteria are met that the frames or whatever you call it, the vision for spring 2025 is <laughs> they understood that for the colors and the materials or whatever they have mm -hmm. uh, and and see what you get and give feedback on that and maybe ask them to do it again or say this is something we can use i love it mm -hmm. i love it 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 is that constant feedback loop that allows the creativity without destroying the brand or the vision, just building it and allowing it to grow and develop to the point that you might say, oh, well, this is early Vera Wang and this is late Vera Wang. Yes. And you can as, see as I said before, your role as a, a leader is to engage in the ongoing conversation and creation, to walk the talk, check in and see how it's going, give the tools, give the feedback, preserve the vision and oversee the creation process. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely beautiful. So you need a strong vision. And that's interesting because if you work on your strong vision that is based on your business mission, if you have a really strong vision that everyone buys into, everyone is you know, inspired for, really holding on to and is proud over that, that will reflect not only into your organization, but also 
to your customers and to your partners and the, and the network around your business, like families, friends, um, other businesses, they will be inspired by you and they will see that you are a strong and focused competitor on the business market because you know what you're doing and where you're going and you have energy. I love it. So what is your favorite part about your work? It just sounds like you enjoy all of it. What is your favorite part? Oh, my favorite part, uh, I would say, is to help business owners to find their vision and their mission many times because they might be a bit confused on their mission. So while we're working on the vision stories and all this kind of stuff, we also work on making their mission clearer. Uh, and I love that because then that's where I shine, where I can put all my tools into action and being the problem solver who'd like to dive in to put the finger on things. I love it. Uh, that's what I love. I love synergy effects. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you have a story that you could share with us of an organization with which you've worked that mm -hmm. you've helped them with their stories and how it has helped them? Mm -hmm. I would love to hear it. <laughs> yes, and uh, I uh, and I love being the speaker. Of course, uh, I thrive on stage and. Uh, the co-creation that happens when you are on stage with people in front of you is, I love that too. So, three, the hologram. Yes, yes, share with me, share with me the, the hologram. I think this is, not, yeah, I think this is a, an important extra thing to actually once more push on press or yeah press on the importance of understanding how everyone in your organization is of importance i think this is we do this uh, this is what we will do right so by understand seeing your organization like a hologram you will get a bigger respect for everyone that is within your organization so maybe first first i would explain what an hologram actually how it works not everyone. I think everyone has seen a hologram. It's uh, norm mostly it's uh, a picture with several, all the dimensions, three dimensions in, in a glass statue or a piece of glass. So if you look at the glass, you can see a picture in it, it and it's like a statue within the glass. You can see it from all, you know, if you look from within, uh, from underneath, you can see it from that angle, or if you look from the side, you can always see the whole, as if it was engraved into the glass, right? That's right. the beauty of a hologram. You do it with laser in, into glass. So what not many people think about is that what's, this is a really complex built picture. If you break that glass, piece of glass with a hologram inside, all the pieces will still have a view of the main picture in it. Hmm. Hmm. So if I break the, the hologram in two, from so the top of the, like if it's a image of a person, the head is over there. It's, it's there, right? I can see the head. But if I take the bottom piece and look in this direction, I can still see a piece that there is a head. Because the, the whole picture is in every little piece of the object you know the glass object 
And that's how it works with your organizational culture and the stories we tell and the self-image of an organization. Every piece, every person that is a part of this organizational body has to uh, some sort of view of the whole
Thank you for listening to or viewing today's Engaged Company Culture episode. I hope you have enjoyed the episode. I hope you have learned something and have something that you can apply today to engage your company culture and encourage your employees to enjoy work. Looking forward to Mondays instead of only looking forward to Fridays. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone else you know. Also, like and subscribe to Engaged Company Culture anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you and have a wonderful day.